You're listening to Questionable Material with Jack and Brian, a mostly improvised podcast produced in New York by Jack Helmuth and Brian Sack. QMPodcast.com Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Questionable Material with Jack and Brian. I'm Jack Helmuth. I'm coming to you uh, live, not live, live to tape, I suppose, from uh, Dobbs Ferry, New York in Westchester County. And Brian, Brian Sack, uh, are you with us today? Yes, I am, Jack. That's great. And are, where are you? Are you also in um, a, a Tony Overtax neighborhood? No, I'm not, Jack. I'm in Przemysl, Poland. Still? Isn't that like done? No. Are the Russians done? No, they're not. Look, we're talking about Will Smith. Like, I'm not sure what you're talking about, this Russian whatever. Like, that's yesterday's news. We're talking, like, the slap. We're still talking about the slap. So I don't know if that thing that you're doing is still going on or not. That was, Is that really true? They've really just forgotten all about what's going on here? Makes me sad. Uh, no, I was being somewhat sarcastic. I, gosh, I don't know. Have they, I mean, no, there are updates every day, and, and I think there's still outrage, but it does seem like it's being talked about less. Huh, okay. Maybe it's because they're not killing as many people now as they were a week ago. Well, you know, we, we've heard in the last couple of days about, like, you know, war crimes and all of this stuff, you know, bodies yeah. being, uh, uh, yeah, which seems bad. Yeah, it does seem a little bad. Definitely, you know. um, it's definitely not cool. It's, I mean, I don't uh, want to put my Western values, you know, on right. on that. So, so maybe I'm wrong in thinking that it's bad to, you know, um, kill innocent people and you know uh, throw their bodies out windows. Well, you know, the Russians have said it's all a hoax. So, I mean, if the Russians say it's a hoax, then I mean, who do you believe? Yeah, Got to believe the Russians on this one. They never lie, Jack. They had a newspaper called Pravda, and Pravda mm-hmm, means yep. truth. <laughs> That's right. It does. So, you know, you got to you just got to these are the people who know what they're talking about. Let's just go with what they say. Okay, All right. Fair fair enough. Not with what we hear from everybody. But aside from that, (laughs) aside all evidence to the contrary, I'm just sort of going to go with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My uh, BFF, the truck driver, Yuri, who's Ukrainian. Mm -hmm. um, So he's it's amazing to me. So he, I've been working with him now for a couple of weeks, three weeks or four. How long have I been here? Uh, gosh, it's been, I think this is week five. Four? The is it really? Five. I think so. Uh, Jiminy Christmas. Uh, so yeah, Yuri, like he's my, he's a Ukrainian, but his wife and kids were stuck in Ukraine. And, and then he, I didn't see him for a day. And I was like, wait, what happened to Yuri? And they said, oh, his wife and kids finally got out. Oh, good. And I, I saw him today for the first time and, and uh, he's been gone for like three days and he looks, I mean, you, you should, it's amazing how, how much better he looks. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, he, he just looked very haggard and worn out the whole time we were working. And now today I saw him and he's just happy. I gave him a big hug because that's my new thing. I'm actually warm with people and what? Uh, and yeah, no, I'm like, I walk by them in the kitchen. I'll tap them on the back. I'll give reassuring fist bumps. Uh, I, I hug people. It's real. I don't know what happened. I'm different. That is different for you. Normally, um, you know, it, 
why, why don't you, just to give people sort of an example, you know, why don't you tell people how you would have been, uh, you know, pre going to the Poland Ukraine border to help refugees? You know, if you saw a colleague in an office, you know, what would old Brian Sack have done? I would just kind of quietly close the door, you know, so that I didn't, they didn't get disturbed by me and I, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't want, they strike up a conversation. I might not want to be engaged in. So I just, what I, sometimes what I'll do is I, I will create like a little lasso out of paper clips using the office supplies mm-hmm. and just kind of do, and I got really good at this. I swing the lasso, I hook the doorknob and then I slowly, quietly pull the door closed so that I can walk by and not have somebody go, Oh, Hey, Brian. <laughs> now you're, you're referring to a lasso. Is that right? Yes. Okay. What did I say? <laughs> a lasso. Say las- <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we pronounce it, we pronounce things different here in, in Premishville. Sure. Uh, well, that's because it's you're speaking a different language. Um, that's right. But the uh, English version of that word is lasso. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. I've I think I've always said lasso. I'm sure. First of all, I'm sure you have, but I, I read in Pravda that that's the correct way to uh, pronounce it. Well, then I'm right. Thank you very much, Pravda. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So you would do that sort of thing, but I remember you, you know, with your physical boundaries and stuff that you, you would still, you know, physically touch people, but in a, in a sort of a less friendly way, like, you know, tell us how you used to be, you know, again, back in the day. You know, I, I, I'm always about kind of showing that, you know, I'm, I'm a very important part of the, the work team. Yep. And so in, in order to do that, like I, uh, what I'll do is like, if you're carrying a, bu- a bunch of like boxes, like filled with stuff, I might come up and give you like a, a little jolt in the ribs with, you know, with my finger that might <laughs> cause you to drop those boxes. And then, and then I'll just say, Oh my God, Barbara, what have you done? And then just kind of make a big scene. And what I'm doing is I'm just reinforcing that I'm a more valuable member of the team because Barbara drops things on the floor and creates a huge mess and a time delay. And then the meetings held off. And that's it. so I want to look good. And, and I do that with those little techniques. Wow. That's, uh, that's harsh. But, that's, but that's old me. That's old me. Right. No, of course. Of course. And, and, and knew you, uh, what would, what would happen to, uh, how would you, um, interact with Barbara? Uh, well, let's say Barbara was making a, a giant, like her, the bread pudding, which or the banana bread, which has 1000 bananas in it. Cause we have very big wow. cooking things. Yep. And, and so Barbara's kind of stirring the, all the, all the mixture. And, and I, I would just come up to her and just wrap my arms around her. And yep. just squeeze and squeeze and squeeze. And then, and then ask her to say, who's, who's the, I'd say like, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? And the funny That's thing is, you know, she, cute. if you, if, yeah, but if you squeeze hard enough, they can't get any ear in. And so they can't even say it. And I'll just sit there going, say it, say it, say it, say it, say it, say it, say it. It's me, isn't it? And then uh-huh. at some point the soup, I get called away because somebody needs something from my bodega. <laughs> That's right. So, okay. So you just, you, you go around squeezing, uh, Barbara. Now, now what would happen? Um, you know, what would happen now if, if Barbara was carrying a box, you know, cause we, we know what would happen in the old days, you'd poke her in the ribs right. and, you know, but what about now? Well, uh, what I would do, and this is a funny thing I do now. So I have a little, uh, aerosol spray. Okay. And so I'd walk up to Barbara and just kind of do a little spritz spritz in her eyes. So she starts mm-hmm. getting fuzzy and I'll say, Barbara, you look like you don't know where you're going. And I'll take the boxes for her and I'll make sure to walk by management so that they see me carrying the boxes and not Barbara. 
<laughs> well, that's still kind of jerky. <laughs> it isn't. New it you isn't is still I, a little bit jerky. No, because I haven't I haven't made Barbara drop the boxes. I know they're you know they're valuable, so <laughs> they're for refugees. So I just want to be the one who's taking them to the truck. I see. Now you could do that by without you know um, spraying her in the face like she's a you know a, an Asian person on a New York City subway train. Like you could just. <laughs> Uh, just take it or just try to be a gentleman. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but you could just ask. I mean, that's that that is what you usually try first, right? You usually just ask people. Uh, I mean, I will ask people like uh, uh, Toby, my friend. He I saw him. He poured himself a nice cup of coffee and I said, I'll take that for you. And I just kind of took it out of his hands and, and yep. carried it and carried it away. <laughs> Well, didn't didn't Toby want to drink the coffee? It sound, it sure sounded like he did. Yes, <laughs> it, it sounded like Braun. he did because Bra- because he Braun. was. Yeah, he just kept saying Braun. <laughs> okay, he, Toby is for he's foreign. I think so. It sounds like it. Braun, 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 hmm. Braun. Where are you going, Braun? Braun. Yeah. Well, from the from the guy who says lasso, I'm not really sure you're one to cast aspersions. You're right. I, sh- I should I should just kind of I'll, I'll let him have this one. Yeah. You yeah. Know, my, no, for sure. My name. My name's Dot Braun, and it's not a lasso. Okay, I know these things now. <laughs> right now, now again, going back to old Brian, because I'm I'm really sort of yeah. trying to you know see the difference in the two. You and Barbara, you know the. The, the actual barber, not not the one, you know, we made up who's, you know, in in uh, in, in the refugee camps with you there. The, the actual one who we used to work with in the office who you would poke in the ribs. You know, what were you, you were really um, you were really sort of enemies with Barbara. You know, what whatever happened with her? Well, uh, she ultimately got fired for something she did. OK. So which she, is what? Well, she had stationary uh given to her as a gift from a secret admirer. Oh, okay. And the, the stationery said from the desk of Barbara. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then one day people coming to work and that stationery is all over the place, uh, taped to the walls in the bathroom and all over the house. And it just, it has swastikas and then the name of the boss. <laughs> Can you believe that? Can you believe she did that? I know I I can't believe that. It seems that seems like what something you did. Did, did you how did you why did you come to that conclusion? Uh, having known you for more than 5 minutes. So you think I'm the kind of person who would order stationery from personalizedstationery.com, have it shipped to Barbara anonymously from a quote-unquote secret admirer? And then mm-hmm. suddenly uh, plaster the entire business after business hours around eight thirty with swastikas in the name of the boss. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Okay. Pravda. You know the the giveaway um, is the swastikas. Just so you know to yeah, cover well, your tracks next time. That's your, your into, you know, Barbara was clearly into Nazis. And that's when I was like, you know, we need to denazify this office. And so I, I, I gathered up all the swastikas that she had placed everywhere 
even mm-hmm. the one that was in the broom closet that nobody goes into. And I grabbed mm-hmm. that one. I just, I stormed right over to my boss, Mr. Walsberg, and I just slapped it down <laughs> in his desk. And they said, can you believe this Barbara character? I just denazified your office. Wow. And what did Mr. Wahlberg yeah. uh, or whatever uh, say, say about this? What, what, how did he handle it? Uh, you know, he, he had a quizzical look. He, he was, he was surprised that Barbara would do something like that. She was normally kind of like a, a quiet lady, kind of a little, little bookish, you know, mm-hmm. she wore glasses. She had a limp. Um, <laughs> she had just, she was a, a survivor. She had, she had struggled with cancer for years and just overcome it. And, you know, the, but she is a Nazi. It was clearly like, who else does that? <laughs> Well, it's, it's great that she was a survivor. Yeah. I mean, she, she survived uh, cancer. She's a cancer survivor. <laughs> That's right. Well, um, gosh, um, it's, <laughs> um, okay. really. And, and, and again, new Brian, uh, you know, last thing yeah. uh, I, I, I saw on, um, you know, you sent me some uh, pictures the other day, you know, view it at the, you know, around different spots and, you know, at the, you know, at the, at the kitchen and in, in your bodega and all that yeah. stuff. And I saw, um, yeah. I saw a sign that said, uh, Brian wandering hand sack. You know, is that sort of more the, the new physical Brian? And what does that mean? I, uh, you know, I, I've, I've definitely come become more warm with people. Right. Um, and, and, and I, I love to, you know, cause you, you introduced me to the idea of giving people a hug when you, when you see them. Yeah. And so, that's you know, true. that is true. And I'll do that. So I just, I'll see somebody and, you know, it might be, uh, you know, um, Ivana, you know, she, she looks like she's in a rush. She's hurrying. There's some, the truck's about to, to leave and yep. head to the, the border crossing to drop off the food and the supplies. And I'll see her dashing to the truck. Clearly, you know, something should be on the truck that's not on the truck. You can see from the look in her face. And I just will right. step in front of Ivana and just kind of wrap my arms around her and give her a big hug and say, slow down there, horsey. What's she doing? What, what's the big rush, horsey? And then I'll squeeze, like, who's your favorite cowboy? Who's your favorite cowboy? And you just keep squeezing until the human resources lady says to stop. And then I'll just move on. Okay. I know they need volunteers, but I don't know. It seems like problematic behavior. Well, you know, I, there's, a, there's a book um, that I read years ago, and okay. it basically talks about how to make yourself a valuable employee. And in mm-hmm. fact, so valuable that they they let you hug everybody and show off your hugginess. Okay. What, what was the name of that book? Be a star at work. Hug your way to the top. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I imagine that came out uh, pre Me Too movement. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, actually, the guy, the guy who wrote it, actually, uh, he committed suicide when the Me Too movement happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine he was high on people's lists. Well, I remember, I'll remember that because he 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 was clutching a, a copy of his book and he leapt from the 14th floor of, of an office building. Right. In, uh, in Albany. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause he didn't have the kind of you know, success with his book that would get him in Manhattan. Right. So he just left, uh, left off a roof in Albany and, and uh, he was clutching the book. And I just remember I'd never seen a dead person in person before. 
Right. And, you know, and it's kind of like this heart, you, you see it, like, it doesn't seem real. It seems surreal, but then you realize there's a free book. And so you kind of reach over and you, you look around and you pick up the book. A lot of the people were kind of doing the first like emergency response thing. So they weren't really right, focused right. on the fact that I, that I was getting a free book, but I, I just said, I didn't know his name. I just said, you know, you must be Amazon prime. And I did a little <laughs> wink that he didn't see cause he was dead. And then I walked away and then I read it. Well, that's uh, it's a really inspiring story. It's you know it's it's cool anyway that uh, people can get their hands on literature. It's you know it, like my grandpa always said, any chance to get a free book, you do whatever you know, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. What did your grandfather used to do? He was a prostitute, but for books. <laughs> so you know, it didn't, he basically, you know, what he would do is like. If it was you know, fiction, mm-hmm. uh, he wasn't super into fiction. So fiction got you 30 minutes, but nonfiction, mm-hmm. any kind of documentary books that that got you a solid hour. <laughs> and if you brought an encyclopedia, he would stay with you for a week. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. Wow. And didn't they, um, didn't they name the Dewey decimal system after him? Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause his thing was like, they asked him like, uh, do we have some kind of issue with um, sleeping around for books? And he said, do we? You know? Yeah. That's what he said. That, no, that's what he said to a, a book prostitute. Yeah. Book prostitute. And there's not, it's funny. Cause I looked uh, and I, there's no Latin word for that. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. That's, you you would think there'd be something like biblio hump or something, <laughs> but you, there's nothing. There's no there's no fancy Latin word for a book prostitute. That's strange. Yeah, you know, everyone yeah. sort of holds Latin to this high standard, and it's like maybe maybe they weren't as smart as as everyone sort of gives them credit for. Yeah, they came up with a lot of words, but just not all the words. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no there's uh, no Latin word there's no Latin word for beef jerky with energy a drink mixed in mm-hmm. that's no latin words for that. yeah and what were some other um uh, ideas uh for um a book book prostitute words for my for the book prostitute yeah some well, other things that like you know colloquially uh, you know people called your grandfather well i mean you know biblio hump was one that i always thought should be a word yeah of course Guybrary. <laughs> okay, very good. And how many, uh, when, when your grandfather died, how many books uh, would you estimate he had? He had, I mean, he had a, a you know, there's books everywhere. Uh, there were books in the attic. There were books in the basement. There were, he had two, he had one bedroom that had just been turned into a library. <laughs> uh, and then when he passed, I, I inherited a, uh, 300 encyclopedias. <laughs> oh my God. Man. Um, what, what, how did your grandfather pass? Exhaustion. <laughs> That's what the coroner said. It's just exhaustion. Yeah. yeah. The, the actual death certificate says so freaking tired. And, you know, <laughs> That's what it said. Jeez. Yeah. 
it's just, it's, you know, you can, you, you can wear yourself out. I'm wearing myself out. I'm running around. I'm sore. Yeah. I'm yeah, constantly sore. Well, yeah, wake, that, wake that, up sore. that's certainly something your grandfather uh, and you share. Yes. No, that's, uh, and that's probably a genetic thing. Mm. Except mine's just in my lower back. <laughs> so is his to a degree. Yeah, to a degree, about thirty <laughs> degrees. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of chefs, of course, because it's World Central sure. Kitchen, and there's a ton of uh, chef people. There's a famous yep. one, apparently famous. Mark, they call him. He's from Food Network or some or something. Food TV. I don't know. I don't watch food television. Okay. Uh, very nice guy. There's Flavio. I, I think he's Italian, um, and and he's a serial killer, but he's he's taking a break. What? Yeah, he's he, he told me he's he's murdered he he murders old women. He he forms a relationship with them and then uh, likes to strangle them with a cord to an electric kettle. That's his thing. <laughs> and uh, but he said, you know, after doing that for several years, uh, several times over the span of several years, uh, he he's taking the chill. He wants to help. He wants <laughs> to be a good person for a change. He said. Okay. What? That's and an exciting so, turn. You've changed. You know, he's changed. He's changed. He said, he's like, listen, I, you know, I know what I did was wrong. I feel it now. Now I'm going to make it all better now. And uh, so he's been staying uh, in an apartment here. So he met this old woman uh, who said she had a spare room. And so he's staying, staying with her. And uh, <laughs> she gave him a free, a, you know, free, free space. I was like, what are you paying for rent? He's like, I'm not paying anything. It's completely free. I'm like, what, how'd you, how'd you get a deal like that? And yeah, he just right? said, you don't, yeah, he's like, you don't want to know. And there's a funny wink. And, uh, so yeah, there's just a really good group of people here. Wow. Well, that's, uh, it sounds, uh, yeah, it sounds like it's a group of people. I won't necessarily call them all good. Well, there's a, there's a guy here and he, uh, you know, he's, I call him Mr. Inquisitive. Okay. That's because, fun. You know, he, he says he's, he, he claims to be from Ukraine. You know, he's, his accent to me sounds more Russian, but he, he just always wants to know like, where's this food going? Uh, where, where is this truck headed? What is name of driver? Uh, what are GPS <laughs> coordinates of this uh, kitchen? Uh, you know, that kind of stuff. He's just like, I'm like, dude, Mr. Inquisitive, give it a rest. But he's just always there taking pictures of us and, chatting and asking us questions, all sorts of personal stuff. Like, um, like what? What make, sort of personal stuff? Like, you know, where, where do you live back home? Uh, that kind of stuff. Mm. You know, where, you know, what is name of wife? You have wife, you have children, give me their names. You know, and I'm just, uh, you want to be open with your colleagues. And so of course you tell them everything they want to know and, and you get them the information yeah. from, from the, from the computer, from the company. You know, you just kind of, it's easy now. You get a thumb drive. He gives you a thumb drive for free. And you just like, do me a favor. Take this information, put it on thumb drive for me to have for souvenir. And so, <laughs> you know, you, you, you want to make a guy feel good. So I did that yeah. and I, and I slipped it into a little, uh, world central kitchen, uh, beanie. So we have these, these mm -hmm. knit caps and so I'm in charge of those too. And so I just kind of, I was like, here's your little thumb drive there, buddy. And he's like, thank you so much. You have no idea what you have done. And then I haven't seen him for a couple of days. <laughs> well, that's exciting. It is. It's, it's just so many people you meet and they're just, there's just like a, you know, it's just like a really nice group of people. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, there's Barry. 
Oh, okay. He's, wait, okay. We've, we've dealt with Mr. Inquisitive. Tell us about Barry. Barry, uh, he, he came here. He, he's from, uh, I believe he said Akron, Ohio. Okay. And, you know, he just wanted to help. He said, he, he's like, I, I want to help. I want to, I want to cook in the, in the kitchen here and help people. And so, um, they gave him a stirring paddle and he's just, he goes around, he can't, he's visually impaired. So he just kind of, he goes around stirring stuff. Sometimes uh-huh. it's, you know, it's the stew. Sometimes it's the pasta. Sometimes it's a bunch of eggs that weren't supposed to be stirred because mm-hmm. they were in crates, you know, over in the pallet section. And he's, you find him wandering around there just kind of randomly stirring stuff. We lost a lot of, coffee that way but um yeah you know it's the intention you know the intentions there right um i mean because it seems very ableist to to keep barry from you know doing what he wants to do oh that was exactly my argument i'm like you know so you guys you know i first of all i want to hug all of you but secondly like you need to (laughs) let this guy do his thing all right he's here to help He, he came here uh from a long way even further than i came here from and, right. and you, you know, you need to let him do his thing. And he's, you know, so, and so they did, I, I kind of feel like I won that argument. That's great. And uh, I'm proud of myself for that. Um, that's, that's great. And, and, um, you know, uh, I, I remember reading in the news, uh, about the, um, the salmonella outbreak among the, uh, the refugees. Did, do, have you heard anything about that? Um, you know, I, I, I hadn't heard anything about that. Um, but we, we don't have, any kind of access to news or anything because um, Barry stirred uh, the electronics and he, <laughs> and we had a short circuit. So he lost all of our electricity. We, we've been on candle power for three days now. Oh gosh. That's gotta be hard yeah. to do work under, the, under those conditions. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it, it's difficult. It's dark. It's uh, a lot of the food is, is not warming up enough because mm-hmm. you're without the electricity to help it get there. Right. Uh, and then there's a lot of sadness because, you know, you know, people miss Barry. <laughs> you know, he was, he was, a, he was a warm soul mm-hmm. and then, like ext- extremely warm because it's a huge, I mean, he, what he stirred was about 300,000 amps <laughs> and the stainless steel paddle is just a conduit for that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. So, you know, what, uh, yeah, the, what, the, what the coroner say about they, Barry? Um, well, they couldn't see him cause it was pitch black. We couldn't see any, but you could smell it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like burnt hair. Yeah. It's, except it's an entire human. And, you know, so it's just kind of more of, it's more pungent. I think, mm-hmm. you know, you, it's more, more of an obstacle to not trip over in the dark. So it's just, it's, it's different than just your average singed hair. Right. <laughs> Well, I'm surprised Barry still wasn't still glowing for a couple hours after. Well, I mean, you know, it just, he really absorbed a lot of this amperage and, you know, the town of Chemish has been uh, blacked out for two days now. Right. And everyone must think like, oh my God, this is the Russians. You know, they're up to, yeah, here they come into Poland or whatever. And it's just, just, just Barry. It's just Barry. And it's funny because they have these billboards all over the place that say Russian warship, go fuck yourself. Right. And they've been vandalized. Now it just says Barry. <laughs> Man. Well, at least you guys yeah. are really making an impact over there. 
We are. I mean, they know we're here. They, you know, they call us, you know, the, those people, you know, and, and just like, you know, and we just keep saying we're here to do good. We're here to do good. Mm-hmm. Well, as long as you keep saying it, then it, it you know, then it must be true. It must Pravda. be true. <laughs> it is Pravda. Could I just say where I'm living right now? Yeah, please. Of course. So the way it's been working, my life has been so like hectic that my wife is basically finding the accommodation and then sends me an email basically telling me where my next address will be. So, so she sends me this address and, uh, I get here at night, it's dark and it looks, you know, it's, it's like a very industrial part of town. Sure. And it's not near, it's not walkable to like the main town or anything. And it's pitch black. And then it turns out it's a, it's an apartment that this guy built on top of his uh, company, his business, and his business is making gravestones. Oh my so, God. So my apartment is on the second floor of a, of a basically a gravestone engraving workshop. Uh, <laughs> I overlook my view is of nothing but marble slabs and gravestones. <laughs> Oh um, my gosh! I have, you know, cru- crucifixes leaning against the wall. I have weeping angels. I have, and, <laughs> and the, yeah, and and the apartment itself is quite wow. nice. It's very mod- he, it's modern. He put a lot into it, I think, to make it look really nice. The only downside is they start freaking engraving at seven thirty in the morning. Oh wow! <laughs> oh my so, gosh! So, that wasn't in the listing. So I get up. You know, I wake up. I, you know, I go make some coffee. I, I'm sipping my coffee. I look out the window and I see a mom and her daughter shopping for a gravestone. Oh, that's no. How my, that's how my day starts. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, wow. That's, that's, and I, I'm here for a while, too. So, just keeping an eye on all this marble. Wow. If, if uh, you didn't. If if you believed in it, uh, you really should uh, get therapy by the time you get home. <laughs> I'm just surrounded by reminders of death. Wow. Yeah. Good yeah. grief. Well, yep. um, okay. Well, it's good to know that uh, you're going to be there for a while. I look forward to hearing more stories about the um, <laughs> the gravestone engraver. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Nice guy. Christoph. Christoph. Yeah. Um, so so I, I, I want to share a little piece of news to, to sort of wrap things up, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, so uh, yesterday I accepted a, an offer for a new job. No, really? Yes, I did. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, yeah, I will be uh, an executive producer for, and that's the, that's the actual title for a company, a nonprofit organization called Stand Together. Stand Together does uh, is a sort of libertarian leaning organization that um, is funded was sort of initially at least funded by Charles Koch. Oh, okay. And um, they do, you know, really just some amazing work. It's sort of. It's like a, 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 you know, when you aren't going to rely on government to do things for you, then then you need to be active. If you're going to say the government screws everything up when they do things, which, of course, they do, then you need an alternative. You need someone to actually get stuff done. And this is the group that's doing it. They're doing, you know, uh, education reform. 
um, uh, you know, prison reform, all of these things where they're sort of bringing entrepreneurs together and, and just sort of letting, you know, people come up with solutions that aren't necessarily within any sort of box. And it's, it's really, it's an inspiring organization. You know, uh, I, I encourage people to check it out and donate money when they're not donating to, to your, uh, your, your cause. Well, you're trying um, to, you're trying to, you're trying to move into my donations. I mean, you you're, know, you're, you're yucking my yum. You're, you're, you're moving into my turf. Well, again, I, I just, I feel like we sort of have, you know, it's been, you know, Four, four or five weeks of this war, it's just sort of like, you know, eh, what's next? We're moving on to the next chapter. Yeah. Yeah. We're, 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 it's, we're, you know, it's, that's, that's a lot for our attention span. So it's just, we need, we need something else. So, you know, feel free to donate to, uh, to, to my organization. Uh, but yeah, so I start on Monday and, um, okay. I'm, I'm really excited about it. That's great. Yeah. So it's, it's very cool. But, um, you know, so I wanted to get your advice because I'm starting a new job on Monday, you know, yeah. like in prison, you know, when on your first day in prison, you're supposed right. to sort of uh, do a bunch of things to show that you're not, uh, you know, punk or, uh, you know, that you're not soft or weak, you know, to sort of send people messages about the type of person you're going to be in the way that you will and won't be treated. I was wondering if you could yeah. talk me through some of the ways that I should sort of approach this new job here at this sort of libertarian um, nonprofit organization. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Thanks. So, you know, I go in first day, let's say, uh, let's say I got to be in at 9am. You know, what time do I show up? If, if work starts at nine, you know, am I supposed to show up 15 minutes early to, you know, get through security? What am I supposed to do at the very beginning? Well, um, you want to be punctual. Okay. Okay. That's hugely important. And who's the most uh, punctual uh, country on the planet? (laughs) Uh, I, um, America, I would assume. No, the Swiss. Oh, the Swiss course. are known for their punctuality, making the mm-hmm. trains run on time. So you want to do you want to do Swiss punctuality? All right. Okay, that's your first thing. So Switzerland is in Europe, and it's six hours ahead. Yes. All right. So you're going to stroll into the office at. Nine o'clock Swiss time. <laughs> so 3 a.m. New York time. That's right. Okay. You're going to swagger in there and you're going to wait. And at some point your boss is going to come into the building. Mm-hmm. Probably six hours later. And you, and you just lock eyes with him and say, I don't know where you've been, but I've been here <laughs> since nine o'clock Swiss time. Uh-huh. And then, you know, don't smile and make it seem like it's a joke because it's serious. You're right, showing right. that you're punctual. You value the Swiss, their their ability to do everything on time, their punctuality, mm-hmm. right. their, uh, you know, their ability to be neutral in almost everything and to, to take a lot of Jewish paintings and not give them back, stuff like that. <laughs> and so, um, you know, you, you want to just let this guy know you're Mr. Punctual. Okay. Uh, okay. And then, okay, good. Yep, got it. But you want to drive that point home even more. So what you want to do is you want to, uh, buy the Mr. Punctual clothing line, which I just so happen to be an investor in. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. What is, what is this? Well, it's just a line of clothing that says Mr. Punctual on it. Okay. Uh, and it's kind of, it's like a stick figure pointing to a watch. Uh-huh. Okay, so you know how Izod has the crocodile? Yeah. 
I have a stick figure pointing to a watch. Mr. Punctual. <laughs> oh, only through the crocodile reference could I possibly understand what you're talking about with a stick figure pointing to a watch. That's right. And, you know, the other thing is you're going to have an actual watch. All right. <laughs> okay. Yep. But it's an, it's an Apple watch and it's been hacked. It's oh. part of the Mr. Mr. Punctual lineup. And so it, it is a watch. And all it does is flash now and beep. <laughs> Okay, so you're going to just, when you're standing in a meeting, you're just going to look at your watch. It's flashing now and beeping, and you're just going to bolt out of the room. They're going to be like, oh, that guy needs to be somewhere right now. Oh, that's cool. Makes, does, yeah, I mean, does that make me seem important? Yeah, it makes you seem like you, you've got to be somewhere sometimes and somehow right now. Hmm, okay, okay. Um, that's good. Uh, uh, and, and what would you say um, – uh, are some tips for how to interact with my like fellow employees, you know, who, who might, uh, you know, do I want to be friendly with them or do I want to sort of um, show them that I'm not to be messed with? Yeah. I mean, you, you want to show them that you're cool. Okay. Okay. Right? Good. And you know, what's the best way to show some of your cool. Oh, it's to pretend you're in the CIA. <laughs> All right. So okay. what you're going to do is, you're going to buy a baseball cap that says CIA on it <laughs> and you're going to put it in the back of your car. So in the mm -hmm. back window sticking out for all to see. Right. All right. When people ask you questions, you get very evasive. They'll say, Oh, Jack, nice to meet you. Where, where do you live? And you're just going to say somewhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you just kind of back up until there's like a corner and then you just turn the corner and then since your watch is flashing now, you just start bolting. <laughs> now, by any chance, do you uh, own a piece of a CIA hat company? We, I mean, it's not called CIA hat company. It's called <laughs> spy hats. Okay. All right. Because I, I kind of did, you know, I didn't want to just limit myself to the CIA. Right. No, that makes sense. Yeah. There's, there's so many other spy hats to wear. You know, there's a lot of different spy agencies in the world. Yes. No, that's, that's, that certainly is true. What, um, okay. So, uh, all right. I, I get that now, now, you know, is there any sort of way that I should, you know, show either dominance or subservient, uh, a subservient nature to, to people? Yeah. To, okay. What, what am I supposed to do? And yeah, walk me through that. I mean, it's, it's just the stepladder method. Okay. You what is that? You carry with you a stepladder at all times and any interaction you have with a, a coworker, you open up the stepladder and you step up two steps. Okay. And then you're looking down at them and that, that puts them in a position of, you know, inferiority. Yep. You know, unless some jackass comes around the corner and digs his finger into your ribs and then you fall off the stepladder. <laughs> so he wants to look like he's in charge. Right. Right. Yeah. That, those, that's the worst type of uh coworker. That's what, that's what he told me. <laughs> um, okay. Very good. And, and you know, there, there's still some elements that I'm not certain about in regards to the job, like for payment and benefits and um, vacation days. Cause you don't want to be like the guy who's like, Hey, thanks for offering me the job vacation days. You know, right. what am I sort of supposed to do um, in terms of, getting myself the maximum number of um, uh, benefits and dollars. 
Well, it's a libertarian think tank, right? Yep. So they know what to do. <laughs> okay, but but I, but I don't. Oh, okay. Well, you want maximum benefits. Sure. So you take a briefcase, first day. You walk in, you set it down in your desk, and you open it up, and you start weeping. <laughs> and just open weeping, sobbing, and at some point, somebody's going to ask you what, what gives. And you're yep. going to say, I, I want this suitcase to be, I want this briefcase to be filled with money. And it's not. Mm-hmm. And then you look around and you wait. <laughs> and just making as big and large a scene as possible. Yeah. Just like, why isn't this briefcase filled with money? And at some point someone's going to be like, Oh, I know how to solve this dilemma. And they're going to come in and they're going to reach into the Coke brothers closet Mm-hmm. And they're going to come and they're just going to drop some of that sweet Coke brothers cash into your, into your briefcase. And See, that sounds pretty good brief- to me. Then you close it, you lock it and you say, we'll never speak of this again. <laughs> what time well, is like lunch? To- <laughs> um, okay. All right. I'll, and lastly, you know, I, I've been in TV my whole life. So I, I don't really know how, you know, quote unquote real, um, offices work and stuff. I'll give you an example. When I was at Saturday night live an incredibly famous and prominent, um, female comedian, uh, there was a, a sign up sheet for a sexual harassment seminar at the front desk at Saturday night live. And this person comes over to the desk and, you know, sees it and reads it real quick. Um, and then she reaches over the desk, grabs a Sharpie and she draws a giant penis and balls. <laughs> With, with hair sticking out and then all sorts of other things, just giant in Sharpie over the sexual harassment thing. That's the type of world I'm used to coming from. Okay. What's the, what's the right way to um, handle those sorts of meetings that you don't want to go to those sort of like, you know, the behavioral, you know, lectures. Um, well, I mean, there's one method. Uh, you, you have you, you get yourself an animal, okay? A, a security animal, okay? What's the term for that? I forget. Uh, what like a guard dog? Like a guard dog, but no, like a ser- like, like a, a service animal. Yeah, service animal. Okay, but you, you want to get yourself a batshit crazy orangutan, <laughs> just like nuts. Like, you know, rip your face off and gnaw your fingers off nuts. Uh-huh. And you insist on bringing it into the meetings. And they're going to be like, dude, just, just, we'll, we'll tell you what happens. <laughs> Works like a charm. It's amazing. That's a fantastic idea. The only downside is having a bad shit crazy orangutan is like having a two-year-old kid for 40 years. Oh my God. The lifespan of those suckers is 40 years. Uh, when they're not in, in the wild. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What yeah. am I supposed to so, do with it when I'm not at work? You're going to have to hire somebody to, to like a, a, an orangutan sitter. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> or maybe one of your uh, coworkers. What was the name of uh, one of your coworkers there? Yeah, we talked about this episode. Yeah. Uh, like someone like Barry, you think he'd be interested in doing it? 
Uh, you know, well, he's he's no longer with us. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shoot. Delete that whole thing. <laughs> um, okay. Well, um, well, gosh, Brian, um, you know, you've given me a lot to think about, and um, I, I'm really excited to, uh, you know, have this new phase of my life starting and, and to get off on such a, a strong footing thanks to your guidance. Thank you, Jack. It's a pleasure being here. <laughs> uh, the pleasure was all ours. You know, that's, uh, you know, I'm going to let you get back to, um, you know, whatever it is you do uh, during your downtime. Uh, I usually go meet my colleagues to get something to eat. Sure. And then we hang out and chat a little bit and flirt with one another and then go to bed. (laughs) Okay. That's exciting. That's, and then, and then it starts all over again. (laughs) Well, it sounds, um, exhausting. So it's it's, it's the type of thing that got your grandfather. Yeah. It got, yeah. And, you know, and the thing is, I don't have an encyclopedia to show for it. <laughs> uh, no, you don't. Well, Brian, um, again, you're doing amazing work over there. Um, and it's, it's, it really is inspiring that you're over there. So, you know, thank you for caring about mankind. Thank you for your service, Jack. Yeah, that's more like it. And you're very welcome. Uh, so that brings up, uh, that brings us to a close of another uh, exciting episode. Um, Brian, uh, I, I give you the last word. Uh, <laughs> That's always your word. You're so excited to say the name of your town. That's right. Now that I know how to say it correctly. If, yes. you go back to, if you go back to an old episode, you'd realize that I was pronouncing it really poorly. I know that's, that's what all the scuttlebutt is, uh, is online. That's what's trending right now. <laughs> that's what they're all talking about. <laughs> yeah. All right. That and hashtag lasso. <laughs> see ya bye that was questionable material with Jack and Brian subscribe on any podcast platform watch our clips on YouTube visit us at qmpodcast.com 